Hey, you know what I forgot to do? Yeah, record a real creative intro. Crap. From some far-flung corner of the globe. Wait. The globe is a sphere. How does it have a corner? Shut up. This is the Opportunistic Travelers Podcast. Now with even more Shivo and a few of their traveling friends. Each of them sharing stories of everyday experiences of travels around the world. Hello, vicarious travelers, and welcome once again to Arley Beach, Queensland, Australia. My name is Evo Terra, and along with my lovely wife, Sheila D., I thank you for following along with our travels around the world. Coming up on the program today, Sheila and I tell a story of food adventures in Hong Kong and Hannah's train misadventures from Germany. But, but before we get started with that, I want to say Happy Thanksgiving! Happy Thanksgiving. Most of our audience is still back in America. You guys still celebrate uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, they call it uh, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday is what we call it here uh, in, in Australia. We did see actually a turkey walking around. Uh, check up if you can look up on Wikipedia or just search the Googles and see if you can find the Australian bush turkey. You ever seen a purple turkey before? <laughs> kind of wild. Um, up with the things about Australia that's kind of weird, uh, postage, holy cow, as you guys know, we use postcards to help fund our, our travels, and we haggle down and buy the, the, postage, the postcards themselves really cheaply, and then we go mail them off, but my god, Australia, $2.75 Australian for one stamp. I mean, that's just ridiculous for postcards. So, man, we didn't make any money at all this month. Woo. Anyhow, um, and also what's expensive is beer. Beer prices are crazy because of the wacky tax laws they have. This, According to a report that I read two years ago, this is the third most expensive place to buy a beer. Crazy. Weirdly enough, kegs are taxed less than bottles, like significantly less, like 40% less. So that they actually reward you for going out and drinking rather than buying beer and bringing it into your home. It's nuts. Here's how nuts. A case of crappy Australian beer. Not that, not that all Australian beer is crappy. I'm just saying. A case of crappy beer you can buy at the store. 50 bucks Australian. One case, 50 bucks. That's about two and a half times what beer costs in America. Just just nuts, just nuts. But enough of that, enough about me ranting about how expensive things are. And let's get right into the travel story portion of episode four of the second season of the Opportunistic Travelers Podcast. so much great stuff happening in and around this this area it's a lot of fun lots of great craft beer places where big beer nerds yeah uh, so, so we is, like that this is where hooked is yes. right? is right up the road exactly. i have to say though it was absolutely positively the best fish and oh, chips i've ever ever guys, had and i'm i love fish and chips these guys aren't hands sc- down screwing around this 
really great fish. So, so was it your favorite thing to eat in Hong Kong? Or yeah, hands yeah. down. Like I told Matthew, the guy that owns Hooked, I said I'm not sure if this is the best fish and chips in Hong Kong because it's the only fish and chips I've had in Hong Kong. But I can tell you, it's the best fish and chips I've had anywhere else. There we go. At, at lunch today, I chose not to have fish and chips. Because they weren't going to match up. Right. Right. <laughs> um, if you want to follow uh, Shivo, it's like the, that's like your that's Periscope name. Yeah, yeah. Shivo is like an amalgamation of Sheila and Evo. Um, go to Op Travelers. It's in my. It's in the. It's in the title of this Periscope. What was their favorite local dish? Oh, local dish. So Sheila's a huge fan of dim sum. She's a vegetarian. Yeah. So right. So I, how did you I, eat fish and chips? Well, I well, eat seafood. Oh, okay. That's the only thing. So you're a pescatarian? Yes. Right. Most I think people it was don't a pescatarian. Know I can't remember. She's an ovo ichthylacto vegetarian, <laughs> very specific. Okay, you're geeking again. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> well, I like that kind of geek. <laughs> so I love dim sum. I'm struggling, though, because a lot of like the um, spring rolls and um, sometimes the wontons and things like that, even though they'll say they, they're just shrimp, they have pork. Yeah, but just a little pork. I know, that's what they keep telling just me. Just a little pork. Just I mean, a little come on. pork. And I'm like, mm, doesn't work, doesn't <laughs> yeah. work. Yeah. <laughs> no, it doesn't work out. But yeah, the dim sum's been fabulous. We found a great noodle spot yeah. um, down by the great, Apple store. A couple of great little noodle good. places. Yeah, yeah. For, to me, I'm a huge fan of street food, which means I couldn't tell you what it was. I just point and say some of that, some of that, some of that, put it in, it's just, and it's just fantastic. Well, you should stop, because you, you just like food. Yeah. Anything. Yeah, you'll true. eat whatever it is. You don't even want to know what it is. You I'm just easy. eat it. So. Okay, someone just said follow. Okay, what kind, what kind of street food? Because I don't eat the street food. The people on my Periscope channel say, Jonathan, you should eat the street food or go and scope oh. it. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't eat street food, so. <laughs> oh. I've got a friend who does, but we never meet up. So what have you eaten? No, I Give love them a taste so, of what the food's like. So, I missed that comment. So I mean, this is going to sound very cliche and may freak a lot of people out. But if you're used to Chinese food, chicken feet, man. Chicken feet are wonderful, wonderful. He's nuts. They are fantastic, nice and fatty, a little gristly. Okay, you can mm. stop, stop. So, so fantastic. You're a man who speaks some passion. That's <laughs> great, it's great. I remember when we were on the, on the train in Vietnam, and it's not specifically Hong Kong, when we were on the train to Vietnam, a uh, 33 hour train ride, so we were forced to eat on the train, and they come with little carts down the train, and it's the same guy that took your ticket, is now serving you food, which is interesting. And so there was something on a stick, some sort of a kebab type thing, except it was fuzzy. It was cooked, it was grilled, but there was like little hairs coming off of it. Really not sure what it was. Pretty tasty. Oh. <laughs> I, I, by the way, didn't eat on the train. <laughs> I'm good. No. Do it all. Bring a pot lunch. <laughs> it was just safer for me. She ate a bunch of crackers. Uh, Clashmore says coming up bacon and cabbage in Ireland. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I'm a big fan. Uh, uh, bacon and cabbage, uh, corned beef and cabbage. Yeah. Oh, Have so you eaten good. the moon cake? You know what? We didn't, didn't eat the mooncake. Isn't that terrible? We were at the fire dragon, which is really a smoke dragon, an incense dragon, but whatever. Um, we didn't have the mooncake. Our terrible people. Shocking. Yeah. But you're gonna get. You still got time. Right. So you still have time. Yeah, they're still right around the corner. So uh, yeah, there's like a place right over there that sells mooncake. It's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's only two thousand calories. Yeah. Is it? Okay. I don't know. It's, I don't, it's I've never had one. It's supposed to be like massive. It's dense. It's yeah. dense. Yeah, but it is. Do you want to describe it? I never eat it. I've never eaten it. I haven't eaten it. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is, well, okay, I'm not going to do a very good job, but it is dense, as they say. There's like an egg inside. It's like the yolk of an egg with pastry around it. I think I'm done. I don't think I need to try it. (laughs) Now I'm hungry again. There we go.
I'm from Ottawa, Canada. This is my first time in Thailand in Bangkok, and yeah. I am dying with the heat. I cannot adjust to it. I'm I, just like, I keep calling myself the sweatiest Canadian. <laughs> to the sweaty Canadian's credit, the heat and humidity of Bangkok is rather overwhelming. But there's more to Hannah. My name's Hannah Logan. Than just sweating out her time in Thailand. My blog is Eat, Sleep, Breathe, Travel. It's a, uh, I'm primarily a solo female travel, so I have a lot of information about that, and uh, travel tips for women, and then some pretty swanky girls getaways ideas Ooh, there too for like people that aren't so cute on traveling alone. Though when you hear the story Hannah relates, you'll wonder if she's the right person to take solo travel advice from. Well, the thing I'm probably best known for is my misadventures. Awesome, I love those. And one of the first really big ones was in Germany. And I was there in November 2011. It was my first time traveling. I was living alone in Ireland. And my parents had always talked about this medieval town called Rothenburg, oh. this walled city, and how pretty it was because they went to Germany for their honeymoon. So when I was in Munich and I found it was only a couple hours away, I'm like, well, I need to go Gotta and I go. need to check it out. So in my infinite wisdom, I decided to book my own train ticket online on the German website in German. But I'm like, Rothenburg types it in, it came up. I'm like, this is great. I've got this. Boarded the train. It was like three transfers. Finally got to the stop and I step out onto like a slab of concrete in the middle of the forest. I'm like, well, this is different. So I like kind of rock up the path and there's this little kid in front of me. It's like he came home from school. He's got like this big trombone or something. He keeps just like looking back at me and I'm like, Hi, you know, like I thought this was a tourist town. Why am I so yeah. weird? It was not a tourist town. It was a farming community. So oh. I like walked the length of it and I went up over this hill. I'm like, maybe it's over the side. No, apparently there's Rothenburg, which is this little farming town, and then Rothenburg Obdertober, which oh. is the actual city. So I went like several hours in the wrong direction. <gasps> in the middle of nowhere to a place with like 20 houses. I had no idea what to do. I don't speak a word of German. German. I knocked on a stranger's door and I was like, please God speak English. And she opens the door, she's just like, yes. And I'm like, I'm really lost. So she actually brought me in. She filled up my water bottle. She showed me the train schedule and she sent me back down to the platform, Yeah. which was great. So literally flagged down the train because it's in the middle of the forest and I yeah. had some data on my garden, so I texted my mom back home. I was like, you'll never believe what happened. I'm in the middle of nowhere. So after, you know, a little bit of confusion on the trains when they kept checking my ticket, I finally, a few hours later, made it. Tried to message my mom to tell her I was there and just kind of crashed, went to bed, full day of travel. Except my mom never got the message. So the last thing she heard from me was I was in the middle of a forest lost. And I woke Moms up. love yeah. those kind of messages. Yeah. She still says, she's like, she's like, I was awake all night. I didn't hear from you for hours because I just passed right out. And I right. woke up and there's all these panicked messages. And I was like, oh shoot, I am here. I swear, like I made it. Everything's fine. So. I'm going to make my son specifically listen to this story so he's well aware what happens. Yeah, no, it's gotten, I mean, that's probably like the best story, but... I did the same in Switzerland. I took the train in the wrong direction, ended up hours outside of the way. So I was point, my mom's like, you just need to text me every day to let me know that you're alive. I don't care if it's, I'm alive. I just right. need to hear from you. There you go. There you go. That's hilarious. you've heard, we've completely reworked the second season of our podcast. You're getting more stories from us, 
You're hearing great tales from other travelers. And we're using some fun and quirky music that fits our personalities much better. In the coming weeks, you may hear from a few people you already know. You know what would really help us? Spreading the word. We've heard from a few of our friends who say, Oh, I didn't know you changed the format. You can help us with that. Take to Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, whatever you're into, and tell your friends to check out shivo.wtf. Can you do that for me? Thanks. Special thanks to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com for all the music used in this episode. For Evo Terra, I'm Sheila D. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Opportunistic Travelers Podcast. See you next week from Arley Beach. Funding for this podcast and all the great content Shivo produced is made possible by listeners just like you. Visit shivo.wtf slash postcards to pledge your support and get a handwritten postcard each month as they travel abroad. Additional funding provided by Travelsmith, inspiring people to go places they've never been and keeping Shivo looking smart and well outfitted on their journey. And if you want to travel the world, it's cheaper than you think. Visit shivo.wtf, how appropriate, for more details and click on the house sitting link to find out exactly how they afford to travel the world in style. See you next time on the Opportunistic Travelers Podcast.